Ooh. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. Hello. So, honey, the first topic that I have for us is. Ooh. That's also a loaded one. What accomplishment? Ooh. Okay, this is an easy one for us to get started with. Do you shower in the morning <laughs> or evening? You're, you're laughing. <laughs> There's no one answer. That can't be an or. Yeah, it's an or. No. What are, do you do more often? Do you do you shower in the morning more often, or do you are you an evening shower? Because you know me, I I think regular I, me showers yeah. in the morning. Quarantine me showers in the evening. Quarantine you showers in the evening. Yeah. But regular you showers in the morning. Yeah. Why is that difference? I. But you don't enjoy showering in the morning. You enjoy showering in the evening. If anything, the quarantine is showing your true colors. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like showering too late, too close to when I go to bed. Why is that? Because my hair doesn't always fully dry throughout the night when I'm like laying on it. And sometimes all the moisture causes humidity. Yeah. Makes it a little hotter to sleep. Okay. It also makes it possible for me to wake up like this. With your hair all messed up. Yeah. Um, But in the morning, I have to account for that time and don't enjoy waking up to cold water or water in general. So it sounds like you don't like showering at all. It's not a question of morning or evening. You just don't like showering. I definitely enjoy it more in the evening. Definitely. But it can't be too close to sleeping? Yeah. Not like 20 minutes before I sleep. I mean, I will do it and I will still enjoy it more than in the morning. But an ideal shower... Is in the evening. Is maybe like an hour before I sleep. Enough time for it to dry a little bit. Just a little bit. It doesn't have to be fully dry. Alright. Next questions for you. It's a question for you to ask. Yeah, but... <laughs> but you, you can find whatever. Okay. If you could give one piece of advice to the whole world, what Ooh. would it be? Okay, okay. I think if I had to give one piece of advice to the whole world... Th- wait, are they asking if I have to give a piece of advice that is for the whole world or for individuals in the whole world? I may be thinking too much about this, but... Mm, I interpret they saying, it as individuals in the whole world. Okay. In that case, my my advice would be around getting started with stuff. You know? Momentum. Momentum. So... What I've discovered is super easy for you to do one small, stupid, seemingly insignificant thing that you'd be like, huh, does that even matter? (laughs) But honestly, just by doing that and deciding that you're going to do that and setting a very simple goal, it's not even a goal, it's like an action. Mm -hmm. It's like something you could do in five minutes. Mm -hmm. Or even less, 30 seconds, just a thing. Like, for instance, this morning, you know, I was really struggling to get up and go for the run. I was just struggling waking up in general. Maybe I didn't sleep perfectly. I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
But I was literally like, just put the socks on. And I put my socks on like, I don't want to go. Just put the socks on. Mm-hmm. You can't put socks on and then not put shoes on. You know, yeah. be some weirdo. So then I put my shoes on and then I was like, I don't want to run. So I just, I'm but like, I'm already. just going to go outside for a walk. Yeah. So then I walked to the park. By then, normally, if on a day I'm feeling very much like running, I would have started running already. Yeah. But I wasn't in... <laughs> I was five minutes in, still walking, and then I was like, okay, okay, all right. You know, I'd walked enough to where I was like, okay, I'm ready to run now. Mm-hmm. And I started running. A little like baby steps and yeah. getting those small wins under your belt. Yeah. So that would be my advice because I'm sure there's something we all know. Again, I go back to this too. We all know exactly what we should be doing, want to be doing. But typically it's some fear that's holding us or some anxiety or something like this. Mm A little bit of fear of rejection, a little bit of fear of uh, not enjoying it, a little Mm -hmm. bit of fear of, uh, you know, discomfort. Mm -hmm. That's a fear too, man. Mm -hmm. Underrated fear, fear of discomfort. Yeah. Because no one says it like that, right? It's like working out. Uh, it's not because you're not motivated to work out or that Yeah, and in the You're motivated to stay in bed and be comfy. That's what you're motivated. It's not that you aren't motivated to work out. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That would be my advice to the world. Yeah, exercise is so discomforting. It is discomforting. That's the word. Because so many times, like, you're not tired muscle-wise or cardio-wise. You just don't want to do do it. it. It's so much easier to walk than to run. Even if you're just, like, barely jogging. Yeah. But that's the thing. You just have to push yourself over that little threshold. Yeah. And after that, things take care of themselves. It's like, you just have to get over that little peak and after that it's as if you've set off the wheels you know it's just like perpetual motion now until it slows you down and stops you because yeah you get like dead tired or you have a meeting at 8 30 you have to come back home (laughs) all right i got another question for you oh i know the answer to this one but we're gonna have it recorded if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? And if I recall correctly, when I asked you this question for the first time, it was, if you were on Mars, you could only somehow, I don't even know why that question makes sense, but if you were on Mars and you could only take one food with you, and it wasn't that it was one item of food, it was like a category or a type of food. That was my question. What a stupid question. Anyway, this is a better phrasing for it. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? And you know, you cheated when you answered this. So why don't you just go ahead? Let's <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it. Sandwiches. That's cheating because a sandwich is anything. Where? How do we but define? It is the most delicious. You're not even picking thing. a it kind is, of sandwich. It is flavor, like packed in carbs. Really, flavor packed. Delicious. Tell me about this flavor, flavor packed. Wrapped in delicious, springy, bouncy, tender, crispy, maybe even carbs. So why delicious. do you say it's flavor packed? I mean, is it more flavor packed than say a pasta with a nice sauce on it, or is it? And it's on the go. Oh, and so you're the convenience matters too. Well, very slightly. I'm still usually rather have a sandwich 
I don't know. Sandwiches are so good and they're so variety, so much variety. And uh, when you toast them, mmm. When you toast them, mmm. A sandwich, mmm. Yeah, a toasty sandwich. I don't know. I don't know. Like sandwiches are also so broad. Are we talking a Subway sandwich that you would take? and eat for the rest of your life or are you talking yeah, about so like good. a breakfast sandwich so or good. are you talking about like a pita wrap I'm talking about does a wrap count does a wrap count as a sandwich or not nah? it does but it is definitely this the inferior sandwich Unless the wrap is an inferior the wrap what about the yes pita wrap? the pita wrap is a step above but oh it's still God. not like a shibata or a sourdough or so even what is at the very top bread. so what is at the very top oh my god mm. What is at the very top? I don't know. We have like the the, the I don't know. What is at the very top? The the Italian sandwiches, like what we made the other day. So like a Jimmy Johnson. That sandwich. is delicious. Yeah. That is delicious. But then we have like super fancy schmancy like oh, whole food sandwich. Mmm. Mmm. Really? Okay. So it's like Italian breads or gourmet breads. What? No, 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 no. Even a plain... Oh, I crave this sometimes. Plain white box bread, mayo, mustard, ham. Oh. Maybe... We haven't made that in a while. Maybe tomato, lettuce, maybe. Oh, yeah. But you don't really even need it. Just that alone. Oh, I've not had that in a while. Actually, a really good... Plain like white bread sandwich. sandwich. Oh man, you know what? I've not had we when when we were kids we'd get these lunchbox sandwiches, but you know we had this thing. It was kind of a unique kind of toaster. I don't know if you've ever seen them. The triangle one. They're clamps around. It's like a clamp, so you can have a slice of bread, another slice of bread. You do whatever filling under inside it. Obviously, like uh-huh. my mom did bananas, and uh, sometimes you can do with lunch meats and so on. And then you toast it. You squeeze the clamp down. So it's basically a sandwich enclosure. And then you can put it on the stove and heat up both sides. So it's a, it's a clamp. with. And, and what ends up happening is the edges kind of um, crisp up and they squeeze together. So it has yeah. a crust form and the filling. Yeah, and it fits in perfectly. Yeah. Your mom had something similar? It wasn't like a clamp thing that you put on over the stove. It was more like a panini press. Yeah. But it it was. Oh, we had those too. Formed. Yeah, we had the panini press style thing, which clicks and it's it's heating on its own as well. Yeah, that was so we also... had the panini with like the grill marks. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, panini, yeah. And then we had one that was, you had the two sandwich like yep. square yep. shapes and then a diagonal. Exactly. On each That's what one. we had. Yeah. And so you would get the crust of like these delicious. That's exactly. Pockets. That's exactly oh. what we had. And it's odd. We used to do banana sandwiches. They were so good, though. It's like bananas a little bit cooked. That sounds good. It's like the banana becomes a little bit cooked, and you have the crunch and the carb, and it works well together. Okay. Coming around to it. I got another question for you. Let's see. Um. Ooh, this is a good one. Describe your. I think this is a food podcast. I think we're just talking about food at this point. What is your <laughs> describe? Hard. Describe your favorite type of pizza. Mamma mia! Mamma mia! Describe your favorite type of pizza. I I will say this. Can I make a confession? 
I think more than your American style pizzas, your your Costco pizza, even though I love it, and your Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Domino's, whatever. I think the the really crunchy, thin, sort of charred Italian style, you know, Neapolitan style mm-hmm. pizza. Mm-hmm. I think that by like far, a chewy crust, that by far but is that better. But that has like random, like two random big bubbles. Like, on the yes. edges of the crust. But yes. then, then everything's just kind of more... The bread just tastes so good because there's... it. It's somewhere between... It's almost like a pita. Like, it peels, you know? It's not like something you bite into like a thicker bread. All pizzas are good, though. But if you had to pick one... In their one, own categories. They're all good. Detroit. Trashy. Like, you pizza pockets. Hot pockets. Mmm. Bagel bites. When's the last time you had a pizza hot pocket? I don't know that I ever had, but the idea. You've never of it, had a hot pocket. I don't know. I don't remember. You've never had a hot pocket. I do not remember. I probably. You've have never had the experience had... of burning your mouth. Hot. I think hot pocket. No. I think I definitely. I definitely did have the like little pizza bites or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pizza, uh, pizza rolls. They're called pizza rolls. Pizza. Or are you talking about the little circular pizza things? The bagel bites? Made? Yes, also very good. But what are you talking about? The pizza the po- more, pizza rolls are like, like... It's like marijuana it's like a, eating food. Um, they're kind of like rectangle... Like filled rectangles. Like small... Like this. Yeah, thing. those are pizza, pizza rolls. rolls. Okay. Roll? I don't know they come they in these bags around. and you throw them in the microwave and you heat them up and it's it's like a classic yeah. middle school yeah. hanging out at your friend's house really late yeah, see, you guys are playing video that. games I could go for Domino's I could go for uh, Costco I could go for Detroit I could go for a focaccia like a grandma no style. but what is your for, favorite uh, okay fine bread. maybe it's Italian. the topics maybe it's the topics what are your must-have pizza mm-hmm. style topics for I usually what kind of go sauce for the red sauce okay yeah me too i think I go for the, red sauce. the white sauce is good though once in a while oh they're all good pesto barbecue white pesto pizza i've had less often mm-hmm. but white yeah, I've sauce. Had less often, yeah. you know they used to have one at notre dame that pesto pizza with barbecue mm-hmm. on it yeah. that was really good yeah all right i got another question for you let's see Ooh, this is a great question for you brand lover of all the brands you know what is your favorite brand what is your favorite so you like these are just some brands i've seen you uh like you know you really like Things from Ikea. Ikea's branded stuff is normally good. But, you know, their branding doesn't really resonate with you more than the brand philosophy and sort of the brand design. Branding is nice. Very simple. It's very simple. But but what I'm saying is, yeah, it's not... But there, whereas something like Milk Bar... Yeah, are we talking branding or brand? Oh. Like a... Like L- let's let's start like with... Which is easier to answer? I don't know. Let's start with brand. Because... What are typical brands we... I mean, let's start with clothing, right? I mean, clothing brands are really... I guess it doesn't have to be clothing. It can be any brand. I'm just trying to think of categories. Oh, H-E-B. That's a good one because we basically are consuming tons of it. We get everything from there. We get our food. 
all of our joy. You really like what about the Target brand? Tell me more. See, our Target isn't my favorite. I do like it, but I wouldn't say that's my favorite. I wouldn't consider it as my favorite. Yeah. Um. I mean, how about this? Let me ask you a question. I like something that is visually well done. Visually well done. Style it is, whether it's very like rustic or modern or. Uh, like punk or dramatic or girly or whatever right. I, I, but I like for it to be well done what does that mean so you're saying the category you're indifferent to the style like elements what, what would you call that like describe the category of the brand or the styling of the brand yeah like the but when you say you want it visually well done or like like cohesive and designed not can you give a counterexample, maybe? Like, what what is one brand that's, like, not cohesive or not designed? Like, a popular one, not Joe Schmo. Not designed, Craigslist. Okay, yeah. So, Craigslist or it, is I pretty I mean, they big. are designed, but they're, like, very basic, like, you know... They're not doing much, you're... right? They're very bare bones. Yeah, they're... Yes, they're very bare bones. Um, but, so, there's that, and then I also... There is like a like a customer satisfaction almost or like a yeah like as as nice as a brand might look I want to enjoy interacting with it. Got it. You want a pleasurable experience when dealing with the brand. If they delight you, you tend to like their brand more. For instance, classic examples Apple you buy their iPhones and you have these boxes that you pull out the phones from and they're basically flush and you have to yeah. <laughs> wait for all the air to escape. Yeah. Right? I mean, talk about an impression, right? And they're like, everything is flush. Everything is perfect. Everything looks like the most expensive, most luxurious item you've ever gotten in your life. It's so delightful. It's so impressive. You know, you can't say the same for Craigslist. Okay. Other brands that stand out for you really? What is your favorite brand? A brand that you're totally, maybe you often recommend and show to people as like, now that's good branding, you know. They did such a good job with this. Wow, they I mean, always do good a good branding, job. Nike, Apple. Yeah, the usual suspects. How about someone smaller? Slack. Slack. Okay. They are very cohesive and they are very delightful. So it kind of fits your criteria. Are you cohesive? Are you designed? Oh, sounds like your beats are done. Okay. I'll, I'll give that answer a two, a five out of 10. Okay. Okay. Let's try to find Ooh, this is an interesting controversial question. And I actually think this is a kind of a fun one for a simple, fun answer. What's the worst thing about your gender? Very controversial. Very controversial in this climate to comment on gender politics, but why don't we take a stab at it? Women are not by far the minority. Considered the minority, even though in numbers we are not. We are treated 
as a minority. That's interesting. In the bad way. What do you mean treated as a minority? Because you're we have, what you're saying has a connotation. End of the stick. We get the short end of the stick so, by default. So you're equating. Actually, this is interesting. You're equating getting the short of end of the stick to being a minority. That's how entrenched it is in your mind. The minority might have. I, I was trying to get at. <laughs> we're not the. We're not the default. You're not the default. We're not the default. You're like the left-handed people of the design world. But of the world. But of the world. You're not the default. We're not the You're default. talking about in books and in writing, they often say he instead of she. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, if that were the only thing, we would live in a fabulous world. You think so? Where else? What are the other big... Okay, fine. Maybe writing is cool. a somewhat of a hit. They bring a check. Who do they give it to? They bring a check. When someone brings a check... Now, this is a controversial one because I never know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that they bring a check to the guy. I mean, if there were two friends that were out for a meal, right? Totally amicable, platonic relationship. Nothing, nothing, no serious relationship. And they're friends. They go out for the meal. And then the male gets the check. On one hand, you can be upset that, wow they think I don't have the capacity to pay for this or they think that a man has to take care of me I get that perspective obviously but isn't there some benefit to being I mean yeah there's for? for sure benefit to that I was reading a, I, was, I saw a post the other day of like privileges of being a woman you most likely win like uh, what is it called child child custody case oh child custody case that's you're a good point you're most likely to yeah. win them because your role by your gender is more motherly and more apt to take care of a child whether or not it is true in your it, particular isn't situation. there a dark side to that too i mean like if the mother by default wins the child rearing i mean isn't the father sort of washing no, his hands these are my privileges yeah but but i'm saying i was just commenting on that there's a dark side to that too yes. right because then the burden of child rearing is on the mother not have to pay as much going into clubs perhaps, perhaps oh that's that's no a good one because, because they want to attract males who will spend an exorbitant as, amount as to said, attract women the thing i am the product yes yes mm-hmm. um women are productized aren't they i mean it sells it sells to put i was just telling you about the the quote from that south african study yeah, there you go. Matches for, but I mean that's an advertisement, right? That's not. Why do you think it's women though? Because it's a AnastasiaDate.com ad. I don't know. I'm saying that fits the bill for that thing, probably. But anyway, not denying. Yeah, I mean there's science, tons of science around this. Women sell. Women convince at least men. Maybe when it's just convenient. eyeballs, huh? When convenient. When convenient. <laughs> they convince men when convenient. Yes, that's true. All right. I guess that's the worst thing about your gender. All right. Let's find another question for you. Ooh, simple one. Let's, this is like a... Also, by default, we're taken as more dramatic. Women are taken as more... And that's one of the more worst dramatic. things about your gender? No, that's just... The question was about... Okay. No, I'm just saying, if you want to, if you think he is, he being in books as 
as the most common is the only problem. I'm just telling you yeah. other examples. Well, let me ask you about that, being dramatic and emotional. Do you take that as an insult? Or, like, that characterization, is that damaging? If you seriously, if I say something uh, is wrong and you think, like, oh, she's exaggerating, blah, 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 blah. She is being dramatic. She's yeah. exaggerating. Yeah. If I say something and you think I'm mean instead of assertive, That's a good point. If it's devaluing the... If it's distracting and devaluing what you're saying and it's being like, well, she does this because she's a woman and it's sort of being set aside. Going back to to the original question of what is the worst thing, I think that, not being the default usually ever, and the other is having so much... Uh, social pressures for what you should or should not be I feel like at least personally because I only get this perspective I feel like women get a lot more of that than men yeah yeah I think so okay moving on to more serious things how long does it take for you to get ready in the morning On average. And what is the longest component of it? Ten minutes? Ten minutes. To get ready in the morning, to go to work, it takes you ten minutes. Are you kidding me? Fifteen? Don't you have to shower in the mornings? Isn't that considered part of getting ready? (laughs) What about finding the clothes that you're going to wear? The outfit you're going to put together? I, you know what? 15 minutes? Not, not considering crazy. showering. Not considering. No, you have to consider showering. Considering showering. Because you aren't ready until you've showered. You aren't ready until you put your I shoes and socks on. I don't shower in the morning every day. Huh? But I don't shower in the morning every day. Yeah, that's true. But fine, average. Um, and what do you think is the longest component of your getting ready? Does it, does it really take 15 minutes to pull on a pair of trousers and thinking it's less or it's more no i'm asking a frank question like isn't it kind of absurd the amount of time we spend on getting ready i guess you have to put some moisturizer man but that's a lot of time we're talking we're talking what three and a half hours a week getting ready showering is i think the longest followed by picking that's interesting how do you we spend a lot of time picking out clothes but you're saying it varies some days it could be a lot quicker than other days why is that because some days I care less and some days I know what I want some days I don't know but I like want to look nice and I need to make myself feel better so yeah 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 I mean, folks can certainly do the whole Steve Jobs thing and wear the same outfit every day, and that could speed up that whole process. Mm-hmm. But what are like, what can normal people do to to not take forever? You know, some people, for it's instance, they pick out their outfit the night before or something like this. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. It's time for myself. It's hashtag self love. Is it? Self-care. You think so? For how I want to feel and look, and 
respect that. Yeah. I Especially if that. I'm doing like moisturizer and sunscreen and showering. Yeah. All right. So what'd you think of the first round of doing table topics? I think I, you're not done. I'm not done. All right. But what you'll know when I'm done. How do you like your eggs cooked? How do I like my eggs cooked? Mm. Okay, can I be honest? Yes. True confession. You're going to hear it now because, you know, we make a lot of eggs and... I'll be honest. I love me a Benedict. And that's probably my favorite way of having eggs. I love, love, love poached eggs. And I especially love the Bernays sauce on top. And Why have we never done this? Have I told you about this time we were in San Diego? And... Um, it was like downtown San Diego, or actually it wasn't San Diego, it was Santa Barbara, I think. Oh, I forget. It was one of the Santas, right? Or Saints. Right. <laughs> yeah, Saint. Whatever. And I'm Latin. I'm Latin. <laughs> and I remember this I remember this great breakfast I had. It was a um, crab benedict oh. with a couple avocados on oh. top. And what it was it was these two deliciously perfectly toasted pieces of bread like biscuits with the most beautiful decadent luscious poached egg on top of it and then a very nice juicy soft lump of crab meat on each and the the most the most mellow mushy uh green yet not like you know overdone avocados just two slices of them laid on top of each and i can't tell you how delicious every bite was the bread is no longer dry because of all the wetness from the egg yolk breaking and the sauce on top i mean and then talk about height of flavor when you think the egg and the bread is kind of making it kind of boring the avocado and the and the crab make it just go crazy i did not know that anyway so that's how i best how much what what does the crab add in that equation i I mean the crab adds this kind of um it's the same feeling you get when you eat lobster you know you're getting this this burst of sweet, mm. meaty flavor, and it's light, and it's juicy, nice. and it's just so satisfying. I've grown up being satisfied by crab, so it's just crab so sweet. Is crab is so sweet and sweet, and you know crab I'm a sucker for sweet stuff. I have another question, though. Okay. Um, Eggs Benedict. Yeah. Scone, English muffin bread you know i've never had eggs benedict with a scone ever and i don't think i've ever had eggs benedict on a regular slice of bread either i've only had eggs benedict it's it's typically on biscuits right i think it's either biscuits or or english English muffins muffins. wait what's the difference between an english muffin and a biscuit like the american style biscuit and an english muffin like the the oh, breakfast. Oh, like the more bready biscuit, not the yeah. cookie biscuit. Uh, entirely. entirely. The English muffin is more bready. I would argue that the biscuit is more cakey. Ah. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so then in that case, it was actually an English muffin. It was English not. Muffin. It was not a biscuit, because that would have been too thick. You know, that's the thing I've told you, right? With yeah, food, sometimes with I the, really the, like the, the food. Mu- the biscuits can be a little like. You know, like with yeah, it's overly dry, and, the... and it's so heavy because you always think of yes. biscuits and gravy, and you can't help but when you eat a biscuit feel like you're swallowing something that's gonna be dislodged in your throat. Yeah, until you wash it down. All right, what's the next question for me? 
next question is what is your favorite day of the week what is my favorite day of the week yeah. it's a it's a split between friday and saturday i don't know which i like more yet but if i had to guess more often i'm euphoric about fridays yeah. since we've started working yeah then i am about saturdays because saturdays have the melancholy that sunday brings just a little bit sooner because you're thinking yeah. oh shoot tomorrow is sunday yeah. it's crazy it's crazy how you can just think about a day and get hyped or not it's again yeah mind tricks so am i am i out of question jail no you're not How many questions do you think it'll take? One more. One more. Okay. Let's hear it. Hmm. What is that? I like this one. Uh-oh. Tell me about your dream house. Tell me about your dream house. Oh, this is a great question. I wish, you know, this is something I wish I give more thought to. This is one of those things that has been put aside. Because the idea of building your dream home is such a old person thing, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just not with the times. Not with the times. I mean, this is a thing, right? I mean, as you know, many people in my family they've they've sort of designed their dream homes and found the right locations, kind of done it from scratch and done all the work, and it's not always gone perfectly. But the thing is, they've tried, right? It's something that people really care about. It's your home. It's everything. It's crazy, actually, how much pressure and how much intensity people put into their home. They basically pour all of their money and resources and time and effort. And, you know, in the case of my uncle, I'm, I'm, I think I told you, he slipped while the house was being constructed. And he went there to survey it one day. I mean, this guy's in his 60s, 70s, right? And he slipped and fell and broke some of his back. I mean, people give everything to making their homes what they want it to be. Reasonably so, you're gonna be there all day, every day. Sort of, but this is like, it's it's some sort of a hobbyist project that they don't it even is. realize until the end of their lives, and then it's really for what? Even their kids are all gone. They're, you know. For what it was. It's for what? I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not throwing shade on it. All I'm saying is, it's just interesting. Because when you're younger, you almost feel there's such a high supply of ready-made homes and you feel more adaptable because you maybe have not discovered your pet peeves in terms of, you know, house design and so on. You don't, you basically haven't gathered all your true strong opinions until you've had the bad experiences. Right. And it's just, it sounds so much easier not to take on this massive gargantuan project because maybe because it's because of your financial depth you know you feel less you feel more <coughs> excuse me bless you. Sorry. Bless you oh i'm dying this question's killing me um it feels so much easier to find homes that are nearby and draw inspiration and find cool aspects about everything at least i'm that way i look at homes and i say wow that that home has a really cool uh 
bathroom area, right? In the master bathroom, they just did it so elaborately. It seems so comforting, so luxurious. I look at some homes and I look at their backyard and I go, my God, like, isn't that such a calming, peaceful, awesome, fresh backyard? Some some homes, you look at the layout of their living room, like the main hall, and you say, wow, that's amazing. And you, some homes, as you've said before, those the, the homes with the giant windows, you know, like floor to ceiling windows. I mean, you can't beat that, right? So I have to say, I think I find a lot of aspects cool and I've not yet pinned down which of those I want for myself. I, I will say this. I think a beautiful backyard, a place to go sit that's not inside your home there where you can hang out. I think I would love to have spaces inside the home too. I would love to have a space, for instance, where I could have a very nice reading space, you know, where I could go where it's not a bed or a couch. It's a place where I go to read kind of like a little lounge, like a mini lounge, maybe some warm elements, some lighting, a really comfortable chair, right? Good lighting, you know? Um, that would be really great. And I think I think a home with a very comfy, like, center in front of your media center, you know, some sort of like in front of a TV, sort of a nice living room, nice couch area, I think that'd be awesome because then when you have family over and stuff, you guys can all sit together, watch a movie and, you know, do things like that. I think the kitchen has to be... The kitchen, the kitchen is so underrated because, and overrated to some people, but for me underrated because I can make do with a kitchen that's really small and basic and I will not, you know, be upset about it, right? I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fret over, oh, this is all the kitchen I had because the kitchen is sort of seen as like a back office, you know, it's like, it's the place where stuff gets done for the guests, right? It's not the place where guests come and hang out often. Sometimes they do, but you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be the works because it's the kitchen. It's a working place. It's a working zone. So for me, it doesn't have to be this pristine, untouched place. It's the place where stuff gets done. So you can make do with like, you know, a kitchen that may be cramped and less well lit and not as celebrated, right? But when you do have an awesome kitchen, it is a game changer, right? Awesome lighting, very open. People can come interact, counters around the kitchen, right? lighting you can look outside have maybe have some plants on the windows you know and you do you put a ton of work into decorating all your you know you basically they're ornaments you know all of your all of your utensils and your you know anyway so i think that would be great i'm not too big you know pools in houses they look awesome they're fun to have it's all great but it's a pain in the butt to manage so i don't know where i land on that you know and obviously it's it's sort of an insane um, expenditure in terms of just resources, right? I mean, you having, especially in hot climates, you know, just you have so much water evaporating. Maybe you're in the middle of a desert and you have a pool. I mean, come on. Like, talk about human waste. Um, the other thing is, I guess, thinking about, like, a house that's multiple stories. Like, you know, a three-story house versus a, a single-story house that's really spread out. I really think I prefer single-story houses, though two, three-story houses also have their benefits. It's kind of nice to have a an area where guests use, right? When people come visit, it's all visible and sort of um, they can roam around, you know, the garage, the front, the living rooms, and so on. And then you can, you, the family, can go into your secluded, you know, away rooms whenever you want to. So that kind of convenience is nice. 
but I think I think spread out flat houses look very cool. Um, it would be cool to try living in one of these like modern houses, you know, these ultra modern designs, you know, where you have no angles, right? It's all just straight lines everywhere and flat windows. That would be cool, but uh, yeah. I think some water elements around the house and beautiful gardening, I think that would be like, that would definitely be a highlight, some trees around, but I really like this idea of this secluded backyard, which is not really visible to anybody. Maybe it's extra trees, extra foliage, but you create this kind of shelter. I would love that to happen. You kind of create this like peaceful sanctuary in your backyard somehow, you know, almost as if, almost as if one, you are in nature, and two, you're not bothered by, you know, your neighbor's trifles or the fact that they're looking at you relaxing and having a good time. So, so yeah, I guess I can pick out the elements I'd like in the house, but I don't know of one thing. Any other hot topics? No. Are we done? Yup. All right.